Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. We have such a fun show for you tonight, based around the Nightmare Before Christmas, because Christmas is next week, so this will be our Nightmare Before That. In the meantime, okay. let's meet our panelists, so let's meet our team, starting with the team to my left. Um, hello, I'm Charlie Williams. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Great, My Charlie. Well, nice to meet you. I'm Johnny O'Mara. Okay, and next to Johnny is? I'm Jason We Met. Jason We Met, all right. And do we have a team name? Uh, we do. Hit me. Nightmare After Pissmas. Nightmare, <laughs> Nightmare After Pissmas. Yeah. Okay, very... Oh, yeah. That's, that's um, the quality that we're competing with today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, um, let's meet our individual players uh, first, starting with uh, the man to the far right. Hi, I'm James Dugan. Uh, hi, I'm Natalie Galdi. And I'm Justin Swinson. Oh, okay. And what, uh, what is your uh, clever team name? We are the Bone Daddies. The, okay, the Bone Daddies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and there's, and there's Zs in it. Oh, no, I can tell. No, I mean, there's at least four to five. Yeah, oh, there's, there, four to five. there's somewhere you wouldn't expect it yeah. at okay, all. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Like a, like a Polish last name. Okay. <laughs> Let's start uh, with Nightmare After Pismas. Uh, this is a question for you. At the beginning of the Nightmare Before Christmas, we see several trees with doors, each leading to a different holiday world. A pumpkin represents Halloween Town. A turkey represents Thanksgiving Town. And if you think about it, there must be hundreds of trees of different doors to celebrate all the holidays that we've created, including a door that looks like a gorilla. Since 1963, we've been celebrating National Gorilla Suit Day every January 31st. <laughs> yep. Who or what created National Gorilla Suit Day? Why would this show be about Nightmare Before <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nightmare After Pismas. Who or what created National Gorilla Suit Day? Well, first of all, I'm glad you played the correct version of that song. Uh, oh, if you like that, just wait. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> it's, it was Party City. Party City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, could you, uh, could you say once again the year that National Gorilla Suit Day started? 1963. 1963. Mm. Uh, and we believe that Party City predates 1963? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was that always their name, Party City? Yeah, I mean, it might have gone through changes, but we've always been having parties since time immemorial. Fair. Okay, and so what year was Party City incorporated? Mm. Oh, incorporated officially? Yeah, when did it go from Party Village to Party (laughs) City? Um, Well, it was probably uh, after World War II when a lot of people came home. There were a lot of celebrations, lots of... Where were people going to get their ticker tape for the ticker tape parades? Mm -hmm. People needed banners back then. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. I love, a, I love a, a definitely true explanation that begins with probably. <laughs> <laughs> and does not answer the question yeah. at all. It's really on point, guys. <laughs> Do we have any uh, follow-up questions uh, for, for their answer, Party City? Um, 
Yeah, what, uh, what percentage of sales uh, do the gorilla suit constitute for Party City? So it wasn't just gorilla suits. They were, they were kind of in the, in, the, in the dumps financially, and they just wanted to bolster their like, costume rental mm-hmm. uh, arm of the business. Mm-hmm. So they thought, oh, we could do this. Then maybe, oh, gorilla suits... Uh, will be all rented out, so then maybe someone will get like a monkey suit, or someone will get like a, a Sesame Street character, you know, because they're like furry and stuff. So overall percentage, I don't know, fifteen, but that's that's not nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, all right. Do you think they also had belts. Party belts. Party City sold belts. belts. Yeah. yeah, they sold belts for the costume, like, just like normal belts. Wait, yeah, like for the gorilla belts? suit costume? Yeah. Like you don't want your gorilla pants to fall down. Yeah. Oh wow! So it's a top and bottom deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes people are like businessmen gorillas or, you know, mm-hmm. tuxedo gorillas going to a wedding kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So like yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah. like where like a human would wear a belt, they had an occasion for that particular costume. Of wrestling, wrestling competitions. Right. Yeah. 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 Certainly. Yeah. Does they had championship belts. They had an mm-hmm. intercontinental championship belt. Mm-hmm. Four gorilla uh, costumes. Four gorilla costumes. Right, yeah. 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 They had the old TV title belt. Um, mm. The hardcore belt was on the line 24-7. All yeah. The, yeah, anywhere. These are all great references to WWF in 1998. <laughs> yeah. uh, do we Just think they're telling the truth? Is it Party City that invented Gorilla Suit Day? Uh, they're actually incorrect, very much. Oh, yeah. they're, telling, they're telling a lie, are they? Yeah. yeah. All right, yes, then what's the truth? Uh, the truth is, there's a funny story about it. Um, Xander Jones, the original mayor of the city of Phoenix, created Gorilla Town, which would actually explain why the Phoenix Suns mascot is a gorilla. So you just said he created Gorilla Town, which I would love to visit. Yeah. Also, that he was the original mayor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the first time Phoenix had a mayor was 1963. Yeah. Prior to that, it was a parliamentary council. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We don't need any more lies on stage, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the actual creator was Mad Magazine. So you're ah. right that they were telling a lie, but mm. uh, you do not have the correct answer either. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. So back in 1963, uh, cartoonist. Don Martin created a cartoon for Matt titled National Gorilla Suit Day, and the holiday was born and is only remembered by men over 60, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bone Daddy, here's a question for you. It seems like every time you watch Nightmare Before Christmas, you spot a new character or detail in the background, you know? Sure. No. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> for, for example, as the citizens of Halloween Town start their parade, they enter the town square through a spooky metal gate. The gatekeeper, just barely visible, is a bird skeleton wearing a bowler hat. While the character doesn't have any lines and is never seen again, he's still fairly important. What is the real-world inspiration for the bird watching over the front gates of Halloween Town? All right, Bone Daddies, what's the real-world inspiration for the bird watching over the front gates of Halloween Town? It's a lot of trust here. Um, <laughs> I am pretty positive about this, that it's actually an Alfred Hitchcock reference. An Alfred Hitchcock reference. Mm-hmm. To what? Uh, Shut up. Well, <laughs> yeah, go. you can see it's a, it's a bird, so it's, it's a reference to the movie The Bird's. Guys, she said she was pretty positive, so I think they're telling the truth. Let's just go with the truth. Just jump right into the truth. (laughs) Yeah, why not? So just the fact that it was a bird, that's... 
A scary bird. A scary bird. There's also another reference in the movie where there's a sign and it goes north by northwest. I mean, mm-hmm. if we want to pull up all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is the bird suffering from any ailments where their inner ear is um, sort of out of balance? Or? What, where they I'm have sorry, vertigo? Spencer. Where they have vertigo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No? Are, okay. are you asking questions as a part of the other team or are you. <laughs> sorry, I guess it's not my place. I should be yeah, moderating. Yeah, right. yeah, maybe you should just like, yeah, do that. Does the bird have any inner ear troubles that may have caused him to be disoriented at great heights? What, you mean like high anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys know that if a bird has vertigo, it's called vertigo? <laughs> I think that further supports our, our answer. Yeah. Hey, Spencer. Yes, Jason. Can you give Charlie some points? For I, that? I'm in the middle of giving her points right now. Okay, it's pretty funny. Great. Uh, do we think that this uh, this team is telling the truth, or are they lying? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jason on this one. Yeah. That they are telling the truth. That's yeah, a reference sure. to yeah, sure. I think, I think It is a bird. Yeah, and for sure. legally the movie's called The Birds, so legally the movie is called The Birds. Is it called The Birds? Oh, that's, it's, it's, it's called The Birds. That's or, the Tom Hanks movie, birds. right? The Tom Hanks movie, The Birds. Bird. <laughs> Do you guys ever see Birdcage? N- yes, it's good. Uh, no, actually, it's uh, from Egyptian mythology. The uh, gatekeeper uh, in Egyptian myso- mythology of the underworld is Thoth. Now, I, I, I've played this game several times, and I don't think I've ever gotten the other team to agree with me before. No, to it's, think it's that very we were rare. Telling the truth? You've never oh. played with me. <laughs> so. Oh, cool. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Awesome. That's true. Jason's not here to, to win, he's here to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here for friendships. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nightmare After Christmas. This one is for you. While Tim Burton didn't technically direct The Nightmare Before Christmas, it only takes one look to tell that he was intimately involved with it. Speaking of being intimately involved, Tim Burton and actress Helena Bonham Carter famously dated for almost 13 years. Spooky. While, uh, spooky, that's right. While they were together, however, the two of them had a bit of a quirky relationship. I know, shocking. No, those two? <laughs> huh? Really? Yeah. Mm-mm. So, why did Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter live in separate but adjoining houses while they were a couple? As a treat to everyone, we will be hearing the entire song, uh, This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson over the course of the show today, in 20-second chunks. In small, okay. Mm-hmm. I like Can that. I ask you a question? Yes. Is Marilyn Manson good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is he still good? Uh, yes. Uh, that one song, The New Shit, is like fucking great. Yeah. Is this a clean show? This is not a clean show. Oh, thank God. Do you want to <laughs> talk more about Marilyn Manson? No, I'm okay. No. Okay. I've already gone. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so the question I asked you was, why did Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter live in separate but adjoining houses while they were a couple? Uh, Tim Burton suffers from night terrors. Night terrors. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Hmm. Okay. Uh, before we challenge that, I do want to point out that I think his name should be pronounced Tim Birdton. <laughs> yeah? Oh, as a reference to... To the previous yeah. joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Spencer. Winder. Yeah. Hey, Spencer. Uh, Jason. Can you give James some points for this? Sure, why not? <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> he doesn't want to compete. He just wants to give the other team points. Jason is a very good asset for the other team. <laughs> uh, I actually have a, a, a question just to, if you could support your statement. Um, you're saying that he had night terrors. Yep. Uh, what makes you think that Helena Bonham Carter was not a supportive presence in his life that would want to be there? Uh, during the night terrors? Well, I think she was, but I think he was also kind of like, 
well, this is, there's nothing that like, we, I can do about this, so you might as well get a good night's sleep. Yeah, she also suffers from sleep apnea, and they famously uh, contradict each other. <laughs> yeah. They, don't they cancel together. out. Yeah, they cancel out one another, and yeah. you can't be in the same room. Like, so like when you go to a hospital and you're having like night terrors, they quarantine you from anybody who has sleep apnea. It's mm-hmm. a, they go through a whole process. It's is a, it because it's, it's contagious? It is contagious. Yeah. Which yes. one, sleep apnea or night terrors? Well, everything in the sense that <laughs> if you're fully empathetic as a human being, when you f- see someone going through something, mm-hmm. you f- can feel that too. So, so, so in yeah, a sense, if, everything is contagious. If I yes. may, uh, as we all know, Jason, our good friend, is an empath. So yes. any points the other team receives, he will also... Uh, mm. Feel. Rece- he will receive those points. That's as true. Well. I forgot about that. So, I, so Tim Burton's night terrors were so extreme that it, it wasn't enough for him to have a separate bedroom. He had to have a complete separate home or if, floor. If you're rich and eccentric, it's kind of like, well, I, just any excuse to buy another house. You know what I no. mean? Mm-hmm. Where, where did Nicholas they Cage? live? So, so, where do they live? Yeah, where do they live? Uh, I think London, because she's English and, of course, him, you know. <laughs> He just Naturally. loves scars. Yeah, well, he's because he seemed, you know, if you if you were to say, I don't, he's not English, right? He's probably from like New Jersey or something. Yeah, probably. Where is he from? New Jersey or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have? Do we agree? Is it because uh, Tim Burton suffers from night terrors before Christmas? No uh, way. No. 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 He no. suffered from night well, terrors well after Christmas. <laughs> You're right. Excuse me. What, what do we think the true answer is then? Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, even though they seemed like such. T- peas in a pod, they actually could not agree on the same interior design for their yeah. home. <laughs> I see. They both had very conflicting uh, interests. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Nightmare After Christmas is actually pretty close. Uh, it was because Tim Burton snored so badly. Mm. Whoa. That's right. Sleep apnea was mentioned. That's Yeah, it was. Sure. So yeah, logically the only option was to build two houses connected by a tunnel. I can hey see. Spencer? Yes, Jason? Can you give James some points for remembering that sleep apnea was mentioned? <laughs> For what am I giving him points for? <laughs> for remembering that sleep apnea was mentioned. <laughs> sure, I'll give hey, him some Spencer, points. could you give Jason a smile for me? Please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, Spencer. <laughs> yes. DJ, DJ Rip in the booth here. DJ Rip in the booth. Uh, was, were the houses actually connected by a tunnel? Uh, according to the research that my writer has done. Okay. Uh, also, research I have done, Tim Burton, born in Burbank, California. Ooh. Oh, New the, Jersey or Jersey somewhere. Jersey of the West. Yeah. It is hey. the Jersey of the West. <laughs> All right, Bone Daddies. Uh, this next question is for you. Thank you for saying it mm-hmm. correctly, Spencer. I felt disease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna reset my uh, my phone while I do that. Why don't uh, Jason? Do you have a story for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys know? Um, do you guys ever go to Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In the Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Wait, no, it's. Not Islands of Adventure, it's Universal Studios, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Islands of Adventure yeah, is a separate it's, park, it's a but part it's in of the same. Studios, yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's studios, and then there's Islands of Adventure, it's two separate parts right. that are connected mm-hmm. with the And then the there's Harry Potter World, Wizarding yes. World. Well, it, which is in both. Yeah. But what I'm going to talk about is the one that's in the studio section of the okay. park, mm-hmm. um, right. which is it. the Green Gots ride. Yeah. I don't know Harry Potter, but I've ridden the ride. Okay. Anyway, um, that woman is in the ride. Helena Bonham Carter? Yeah, okay. the one that was just in the thing. In the question? Oh. Yeah. Because um, she plays Bellatrix Lestrange in Harry Potter. Sure, absolutely. Oh, sure. Yes, yeah, she did. I was going to ask. I was like, I, I don't, what does she do? She, well, she's in the she's ride. In Fight Club. Is this the whole story? You're just going to yeah, talk what about What is this story? I mean, granted, I did put if you on I, the spot. If so. I may. 
can I regale everyone in the story of It Wasn't Me by Shaggy? <laughs> what, what's, what's, yeah. Go ahead, give me a little Shaggy rendition. Okay, so it starts out with the normal man, and he's like, hey man, let me in. And Shaggy's like, what's going on, man? And then the other guy's like, yo, she called me cheating. He's like, and then Shaggy says, you let her catch you? <laughs> and he's like, with who? I don't know, man. The girl from work, she caught us. She like just walked in on us. And he's like, and then Shaggy says, say it wasn't you. And he's like, all right. <laughs> and then they go into and the And that's song. how the song started? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. My phone is back in, uh, back in action. Uh, can I just say, it wasn't a girl from work. It was the girl next door. Oh, what was that? I'm sorry, what? It was a girl next door that Shaggy was. Maybe at. they work together. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't live next to your coworkers? <laughs> I don't. I live in well, two you're separate houses <laughs> connected by a tunnel for my coworkers. <laughs> it's called a WeWork space, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, this next question houses. is long, so I'm going to not read a lot of it. Um, so <laughs> this is director, the director is Henry Selleck, who had some experience before Nightmare Before Christmas. He was uh, an animator for The Brave Little Toaster and The Fox and the Hound. Um, but he also worked on the 1979 cult classic Animal Olympics which uh, is basically just a bunch of anthropomorphic animals um, racing each other, uh, which certainly led to a huge increase in the furry community, I'm sure. Originally, Animal Olympics was to be released in two parts. The first part, of course, Winter Games. The second part would be the Summer Games. But Summer Games never aired. So, Bone Daddies, why was the highly anticipated Animal Olympics Summer Games never aired? All right, Bone Daddies, why was the Animal Olympics Summer Games never aired? Uh, so there is, um, uh, hang on, I'm thinking back to all of my history with Animal Olympics. Um, so uh, actually, so Winter Olympics was, was like kind of cool and everyone was like, great, like all these uh, animals doing like snow things and um, ski jumps. Uh, uh-huh. And yeah. they're like, hell yeah. However, uh, the 1996 Summer Olympics uh, there was, uh, and, and this is true, and I can't believe that you put this in the question, Spencer, to bring the whole room down, but, uh, but there was a bombing at the Atlanta Olympics. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, that's my fault for including that information. Yeah, right? and so, so it, it, became like, uh, it became a faux pas to market a Summer Olympics thing. I see. So, hey, Spencer? Yes, Jason? Can you take away points from yourself <laughs> for bringing this room down with <laughs> yeah, I, the I can. bombing of the 1996 Summer Olympics? That's my fault for bringing up the 1996 Summer Olympics. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, we could, I mean, we could, focus, and... we could focus on the Magnificent Seven, the women's gymnastics team that year that mm-hmm. won the gold, but instead you chose to yeah. focus on this. It's enough to make me want to leave. <laughs> yeah, well, please, please forgive me. So what you're telling me is the International Olympic Committee knew in 1979 that they were gonna that there was gonna be a bombing at the 1996 Olympics, and they notified the producers of Animal Olympics, uh, and yeah. not the actual Olympics where the bomb <laughs> they got happened. the numbers mixed up. Yeah. Uh, Hang on, I don't. Could know you read the aware. question to me one more time? Yeah, can, you, can we go back? Maybe Who, we got. Yeah, maybe sorry. We didn't let me read the question. The correct Who was it that bombed the 1996 <laughs> Summer Olympics in Atlanta? That's be what specific. I yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Great. Yeah. Way to bring the room down, dude. Really, yeah, Necessarily. Honestly, honestly. Oh. Truly, my fault. Man. 
But, uh, but to answer your question very thoroughly, uh, <laughs> they uh, they did actually have kind of like a minority report uh, kind of panel of empaths uh, like Jason. Mm, yeah, um, that's actually true. We yeah. meet every year to go over what they did in the past so that we know what to do in the future if <laughs> yeah. this situation to arise. Exactly. So they, they had a full report on, um, on what to anticipate mm. in the next decade. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, sounds like you think they're telling the truth. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, do, what do you think the real answer is? Why, why, uh, why wasn't the Summer Olympics, Animal Olympics, aired? Uh, they did not want to compete with the much-anticipated Star Wars sequel. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Uh, no, it was actually because the USSR invaded Afghanistan in 1980. Oh. And the USA staged a boycott of the Olympic Games, so nobody really wanted to air any Olympic-themed content that year. Way to bring the room down. Thank okay. You. Wow. Thank you. Fair enough. Man. Yeah. All right, let's try now we got to dig ourselves out of this hole you uh, created, geez. Spencer. <laughs> let's try to bring the room back up, Nightmare After Christmas. Okay. The score to the Nightmare Before Christmas was composed by Danny Elfman, who has scored more than fourteen, or excuse me, more than fifteen films, no uh, which is more than fourteen, <laughs> uh, associated with Tim Burton. While he is most known as a composer for over hundred films, he has also composed the theme songs to many popular TV shows. What TV show theme song won Danny Elfman his first Emmy in two thousand five? Nightmare After Christmas. What TV show in 2005 won Danny Elfman his first Emmy? Uh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yep. Um, the Simpsons, uh, if I could just ask, uh, it, it's been on since 1986. Something like that. So you're familiar? Uh, and he, he definitely did the theme song in 1986. So you're saying that between 86 and 2005, he was never recognized? Or nominated every year and just waited to win until 2005. TV shows can win Emmys at any time that they're on, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, The Simpsons oh, yeah. started in 1989, by the way. Yeah. So Danny Elfman was a 24-time Emmy nominee for The Simpsons theme song. <laughs> no, no, no. They did. They didn't submit him right away. They wanted to. They wanted to let it marinate a little, make sure that. Oh, the, so he didn't choose to lobby for the Emmy mm-hmm. until 2004. No, to th- he was, he was too busy game. scoring over 15 <laughs> Tim Burton films, and it was 24 <laughs> years into production that they were like, "I this think it. it's been long enough." It, it took them almost 30 years to make a movie, you know? Huh. And then we finally got to see the little boy's penis, which I know. is what we all wanted. Well, I've been waiting for that since 1989. Yeah. So what you're saying is that Danny Elfman didn't compose music for any other TV shows between 1989 and 2005. No, that's just the one that he won for. Yeah, he, all the did, rest were he did tons of other shows. The so, Cavemen. The uh, Geico Cavemen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> no. More, he, he did the theme show theme song for more than one television show. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, he did the theme song to every episode of The Simpsons. Oh, true. He recomposed Thanks. it every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can he conduct well, technically, because you know how Lisa plays a different saxophone solo every time? Oh, yeah, that's true. So oh. he, 2005 is when he perfected that formula. <laughs> I've got it! <laughs> Came bursting into the room. Eureka! <laughs> All right, do you think that's telling the truth? Was it The Simpsons that he won the semi? Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> no, mostly out of principle, I disagree with yeah. them. That's fair. Uh, what show do we think it was? Hurtful. Uh, you know, if I'm, I'm gonna say, 
I'm glad you had all this time to discuss. And well, let's let's all name one. If I'm being honest, right? Yeah, yeah, if I'm fine. being honest, we had a very similar answer to okay. The but, Simpsons. Yeah. Oh. Yes. But, uh, uh, but Pushing I, Daisies? I'm going to say Modern Family. That's been around 15 and years And I'll go now, ahead right? and say Lost so that all three of us give a different answer. Well, I'd love to hear two more answers on the other team just to get an even three on each side. Yeah. Oh, no. Dharma and Greg. <laughs> I love that show. Um, oh, Friends. Okay, great. <laughs> It's so Danny Elfman. <laughs> when did Friends end? I think 2006. 2006. 2006. 2004. Thank wow. you, Charlie. That, that's Wait, really? Um, they Jesus held on Christ. to that one. So. I, I didn't watch I recorded the last episode on tape, and I didn't watch it until 2005, so that's what confused me. That was <laughs> such a Kind of like when, when you keep a... Um, oh, I was close. Yeah, it was Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. It was Desperate Housewives. Oh. So yeah, in a way, was, we were all right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So everyone was all, we were all right. Yep. Hey, Maybe hey, the Spencer? Emmy was the friends we made along the way. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Spencer? It's yes, Jason. Journey. Would you mind giving all of us points, including the audience? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I wouldn't mind doing that. <laughs> How many you. points should I give everybody? I guess I, it doesn't matter. I like that you gave Spencer a choice. No, I don't really have a choice when Jason asks me to do things. <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone just got some points. Nice. Um, that means I am. Do you give me points too, or? The audience takes the lead. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think you should get points, no. Okay, all right, so no. I'm still in the negatives. Just no. checking. All right, Bone Daddies. William Hickey voiced the evil scientist Dr. Finkelstein in the movie. No or Finkelstein? I'm not sure. His trademark rasp matched his appearance as he made a career out of playing the old man for most of his career, from the drunk in 1967's The Producers to an aging mafia don in 1985's Pritzi's Honor, the cigar-smoking Uncle Lewis in 1989's Christmas Vacation, and his final film appearance as Rudolph Smuntz in 1997's Mouse Hunt, a comedy that would define a generation. For someone who made a living playing ancient old men for over 30 years, how old was William Hickey when he died? Tell me, how old was William Hickey when he died? He reached the uh, ripe old age of 69. Nice. 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 Hell yeah. Hell what? yeah. What is, what nice. is everyone making that What's wrong for? with that? It's, just, it's an age. Guys. It's, it's a number. Come on. 69. We're adults. Nice. Hey, Spencer. Jason. Can you give points to just anybody who says 69? <laughs> how many points? <laughs> Five. Five. Okay. <laughs> Four hundred and twenty. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. I guess everyone just raise your hand if you do sex. If you do sex, you yeah. Do sex? What? Okay. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like calling it do sex mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sounds like you don't have sex. No, I do, I do sex for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's Me, my, that's I've my done, guy. <laughs> I've done thousands of sex. I mean, yeah. our name is Bone Daddies. Yeah. We do Daddies. sex. I mean, we, we do sex. But <laughs> yeah, with a Z. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone well, on the stage is so cool. <laughs> You're all so cool. Yeah. <laughs> We think he was 100 years old. <laughs> uh, no, he was 69. Oh! <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes the right answer is the obvious answer. 
Why else would it be this a is, question? This is the most magical moment of my life. <laughs> Shut the show down. I have never Wait. had a better moment than this. <laughs> then obviously you've not done sex. <laughs> All right, very good. Oh, All right, shit. Nightmare After Christmas. The antagonist of Nightmare Before Christmas is the bug-filled Oogie Boogie, a 1920s-style gambling-loving version of the Boogeyman. And just like Santa Claus, the Boogeyman is known by several different names depending on where you're from. In Spain, why is the boogeyman referred to as El Coco? Alright, Nightmare After Christmas. Why in Spain is the boogeyman called El Coco? Oh, uh, it's because in Spain they call El Coco, uh, it's for cocaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's Wait, that's Be- the whole answer? That's the whole answer. <laughs> because cocaine is scary. It's terrifying and wonderful. <laughs> Can you elaborate more on a terrifying experience you've had on cocaine? No, I cannot. <laughs> Her because parole officer is here. Be wonderful. cool. <laughs> the statute of limitations is still in effect. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's... Uh, I, think we, I think we're telling the truth, and give us points. Yes. <laughs> I can do that. Do we do have any more questions for them about... Well, uh, I mean, answer? I would like to just go with the translation of el coco, which uh, it actually means coconut. Mm. So um, what do you have to say about that? And where do you think cocaine comes from? Co- you think, Wait, you think cocaine comes hang on. From coconuts? Not coconuts, right? Actually, hold on. That makes a little bit of sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, sure it what does. are we doing? It makes no sense. You ever, you ever cut a coconut open with machete? Yes. Do not, do not all, fall I, under Johnny's spell. I probably am the only person on this stage who has actually opened a coconut no, with have, a machete. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's two people. Yeah, and there was machete. a ton of cocaine inside of it. There was cocaine? <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the white stuff? Because it's not cocaine. That's actually... Well, you, got, well, you got to dry it out. got to dry um, it out. Anything is cocaine if you dry hard enough. Hey, Spencer. I'm wondering how you guys do drugs. <laughs> the same way guys, you do sex smart. very well and very often. <laughs> and very safely. <laughs> Jason, yes. Hey, hey Spencer. There's a lot of yes, experience Jason. on this can stage. I, can I tell us a quick story? <laughs> I would love for you to tell a quick story. <laughs> is it about Universal Studios? No. It's I'll finish cool. that later, though, because that is a <laughs> I'm, I'm <really> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> gripping story. Um, many years ago, <laughs> when I was in high school... Uh, me and my friends, um, you know, there's nothing to do when you're in high school except drive around and hang out in parking lots. And one parking lot we hung out in a lot was a Jewel parking lot. And we got this idea, hey, let's go inside Jewel and grab a coconut and see what's inside. <laughs> so we went into Jewel. We stole the coconut because we're bad kids. Whoa. We're pretty weird. bad kids and we're cool. So we stole this coconut and we were trying to open it up by just throwing it on the ground in the parking lot, but it doesn't open up until it did, and then it was just coconut inside. I was going to say it was cocaine, but I'm not allowed to tell a lie when I tell stories in this show. That is true, Jason. You never told a lie yet. So that's my story. So you're saying there was no drugs inside, just a normal coconut? It was just a normal coconut, and I don't know how to eat one, so we just left it there. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do we think they're telling the truth? It's... uh Cocaine is that our answer? I still don't think we got an answer. I think think we just got a translation. Yeah. Well, what do you think? (laughs) Well, 
it's actually it has honestly it has a much more racial uh, background to it. I'm yeah, glad and, we and, didn't and you, answer it. And you know, you know me, I'm famous for putting racial humor in my shows. Hey man, you, you brought that bombing up earlier. Which was enough strong. to make us all leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There's no one left in the audience. I mean, well, let me just say this, Natalie. You're already right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't want me to elaborate. For, no, I don't. Oh, but, you don't want me to deep into this, do you? I really don't. And what I mean is you were right earlier when you said that the translation was... Coconut. Coconut, that's yeah. right. So uh, the description of Spain's boogeyman, what? he's a hairy, brown, <laughs> a hairy brown beast with black eyes and a black mouth, similar to the way a coconut looks. And coconut, or excuse me, coco is Spanish for coconut. <sighs> Coconuts are scary because they're hard to open. <laughs> Especially if you're throwing one on the ground in a jewel parking lot. I it's would hard. love to have a coconut with cocaine hey, Spencer. in it. Yes, Justin. Give, give Jason some points for trying to open that coconut way back then. <laughs> sure, way back then. He tried, can, man. Can you and, also and you give know, my friends from high school too. points, too? <laughs> yeah, I'll give them some, some points, too. For the record, this does not count as a confession, and Jewel Osco cannot prosecute you for confessing. Mm-mm. But also, come at me, Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> the singer? I'm surprised. <laughs> what were you doing in her parking lot? <laughs> Well, yeah, whatever. That's a story for another day. Okay. All right, Bone Daddies. There are a few voices as iconic as Ken Page, who lends his... Okay. Uh, <laughs> except for Jewel. Uh, and he is the, uh, the, the singer behind Oogie Boogie. Uh, Ken Page is considered Broadway royalty, originating the role of Fats Waller in Ain't Misbehavin', and most famously, as part of the original Broadway cast of Cats. Sadly, Ken was passed over for a chance to reprise his role in the upcoming Catastrophe. Who replaced Ken Page in the 2019 movie, Cats? Yeah, yeah, we're good. You can yeah, cut it. Yeah. We did play. We will no. promise the whole song. We will hear the entire song. <laughs> <laughs> this is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. Okay. Uh, Bone Daddies, who replaced Ken Page in the 2019 movie Cats? I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, James Corden. James Corden. What cat does he play? Big cat. He plays the big cat. Do you know the cat's name? It's the big cat. Big cat. Big cat. You know, Cat's Domino. <laughs> <laughs> The big cat, Andre Scalaraga of the 1997 hey. Colorado Rockies. Never forget, man. Never forget. Yeah, hey, the hey, big DJ cat, Rip. Ernie Ladd. Hmm? Hey, I was going to say that same thing you just said. Oh, dang, dude. I'm sorry. Hey, Spencer? Yes, Jason? Can you give DJ Rip in the booth some uh, points? Oh, <laughs> be careful. I won last week. You did? <laughs> did? Did you really win last week? Yes. You were here. behind victory. Why did I let you do that? You let it happen. I did let it happen. You're right. Um, Why didn't Ken Page return? He was passed over. He was passed over. Not that he's dead, <laughs> yeah. but, but that he's too old to play the part. They right? wanted someone younger. How old? Someone he's British. He's 69 now. I, I, I nice. took it as he, he was passed over, like he was in the middle of Passover, so he just mm. couldn't actually take on the role at the time. You know, he was busy. That's fair. Yeah. They did, they did film the entire movie. In, in Eight Crazy Nights? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's not Over even the right you know, it's three. Yeah. It's Eight Crazy well, Nights? Um, what, who, who did you say replaced him? Uh, James Corden. James Host Corden? of the Late Late Show? Yeah, probably. Oh, so, yeah. What, what qualifies him to take this role? Have what? you heard the man sing? Yeah, he has not. a musical theater background. Like he hosted, a very sense of one. hosted what, uh, the what, Tonys. What Twice. Other, but, but like, has he ever been on Broadway? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Carpool Karaoke on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. 
What, what the else? The one in the plane on Broadway. Yeah, on he also Broadway. Did a true answer. He did a. He did that one movie uh, in the woods, Into the Woods, with yeah. uh, mm-hmm. with Meryl Streep. So he's he's Ocean's never actually eight. been on Broadway. Well, he's British. Yeah, he's yeah. British. Oh, that's automatically. Okay, that's he's automatically sense. qualified. So he was on the British Broadway. Whatever. <laughs> I forget what's the name of the British Broadway. West End. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. The I Globe it was just Theater. British Broadway. Okay, we are spiraling here. Uh, I think was it James Corden? It, it was Jason Derulo. <laughs> That's a sing songy. Is Jason Derulo a guts? He is yes, absolutely he is. in it. And they had to not he, only give him digital fur, but remove his dong digitally. <laughs> Which, that's true. <laughs> he plays Lil Big Cat. You know, you know what my favorite Deaf Punk song is? <laughs> digital digital dong. dong. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, no, actually it was uh, Dame Judi Dench. Oh, British. Oh, she's British. Very British. She is very British. What that's qualifies right. her? She's, she's British. British. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. She's old. She is. How old is she? I hope she's listening. 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. That rule is still in effect. Nice. I'm still giving up points for it. All right, I got one final question for Nightmare After Pismas. <laughs> Oogie Boogie has that dad bod pit boss vibe going on, and we're all here for it, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were gonna make a list of holiday villains that you wanted to have sex with, you put him above Heat Miser, right? Mm-mm. No. Yes. Yeah. Above Heat Miser? Yeah. Hmm. That's a tough. I'd put one. him on top of Heat Miser. <laughs> In what position? Sixty-nine. Yeah. All right. We got points. enough knowledge out of that, I think. Yeah. I will give him points okay. for that. Don't worry. Which means we're done for putting that we, question. We in. got that question right. <laughs> <laughs> This is not, we, we are not, we were not being immature at the time. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Oogie Boogie likes, you know, gambling and stuff. So there's a bunch of dice and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so what are the dots on dice called? Nightmare after Christmas. What are those dots on the dice called? They are called pips. Pips. Mm. Any? I heard a gasp from the audience. Yeah. Mm. Any, any? No one said what's, pips what's, in this theater yeah. in 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> so James Corden was on Broadway, so but it was a play. He is never. So he was on Broadway. He's never. This, sung this on never sang on Broadway. No, I don't Can you look up if his role had a song? Thank you. <laughs> what, what's, so what, we're getting some late-breaking news from a correspondent in the if, audience. If, um, <laughs> hey, Spencer. What, what's your name? Yeah, what's your name, madam? Genevieve. Genevieve, Genevieve. we want to thank you for this late-breaking Broadway news. Um, hey, hey, Jason. Yeah? Could you ask Spencer to give <laughs> Genevieve some points? Hey, Spencer. At- yes, Jason. Can you give uh, Guinevieve some Genevieve. points? Genevieve. Genevieve. I'd like to give Genevieve some points. Genevieve. Some I'll points. give her sister Guinevieve uh, <laughs> a stern talking to for not coming to my show. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's. Um, while Genevieve is looking Genevieve. up what the role was. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah. What's What's the origin of that term? I'm just yeah. curious. Uh, so it's uh, that's like uh, some people some some places call like seeds in uh, fruit and stuff pips. So they kind of just look like seeds on the little the little cubes. Why wouldn't mm. they be called dimples or freckles? Well, yeah. Well, why? D- d- or beauty marks. <laughs> yeah. Dimples are colorless, or they're whatever color your skin is, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, pips are not, I guess. They look like little seeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the freckles one, I don't know. Is it just for dice? What do, we, do they call them that on dominoes? Yeah. 
I'm just curious. Well, yeah, dominoes are just uh, flattened out dice. Flat dice. <laughs> That's oh why my God, they are. That's why. They it's, actually are. Can we get into the science of how dominoes are flattened out and, and why? Yeah, haven't you seen those uh, pneumatic press videos on YouTube? <laughs> yes. Also, sure. you can't like make like a domino rally of dice because it doesn't fall over. They That's don't true. Topple. So they needed to make some. Yeah. You guys like domino rally? Do you Love that? domino yeah. rally. Yeah, those are great, right? How did they take out the uh, quote-unquote pips mm -hmm. on the edges of the dominoes after they flattened them? Uh, well, they just, when they flatten them, they kind of pop off, and then they put them on top to make the line between the two sides. So these, these pips are actually removable. Yeah. Sweet. Well, when flattened. <laughs> when flattened, yeah. yes. Right. That's details. When great pressure is applied to any object, any object may change. <laughs> That's the first rule of thermodynamics, yeah, right? Yes. Man, yes. that was deep. I didn't know we had Isaac Newton on the panel today. <laughs> uh, bone daddies, do we agree? Is it, um, are they called pips? We think, we yeah, think they're I the think they're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But we would also, we'd like to say that we also came up with that. Yeah, yes, we, uh, before, we weren't before convinced. Before you said it, we, microphone, yeah. we'd for the decided. record, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, you're right. They were called pips, and that is also what they call uh, the the spots on dominoes. Very and good. it's what they call the individual pieces of a Hershey's bar. Oh, and it's also what they call the backup singers for Gladys Knight. I was going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, also what they called my elementary school production of Pippin. Pip? Pips. Little Pips. Little Pips. <laughs> that's that, also what that's they, not true at all. Oh. That's also what they call Scotty Pippen's children. Little Pips. Oh, <laughs> Little Pips. Yeah. My grandma once called me a Pip. Yeah. Mm. You that's related it. to Scotty, man? What, what does that mean? I, that's also, I, someone in Wild Wild West use, uses that word, and I don't know what it means in context. I, I think know. it means big robot spider. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it means big robot spider. It's how uh, you look out, a pip. <laughs> Much easier to say, yeah. yeah. You actually have some time to get out of the way. All right, Bone Daddies, this is the final question of the night. Nice work, Bone Daddy. What's on screen? I think we might be in the lead. Wow, there's a, yeah, there's a, 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 an image on screen that literally says, nice work, Bone Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't spell it right, though. There's no, no, Z. no Z's Daddy's in this one. No Z's in there. So... Oh, hold on. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Breaking news from got, Genevieve. Oh, Genevieve. Genevieve. Hold on, hold on. Yes. There are songs in One Man, Two Governors. It is not possible at this moment for me to tell if James Corden sang any of that. That's enough this, for me. Right. This is so incredible. So this is, this is incredible. I'll say case closed. Are you a theater major? You, I, she's wearing I, a board sweatshirt and she knows Broadway. This is incredible. Is she at every show? She, she, will, be, she will be from now on. We'll, we'll make sure all the theater um, news that we could. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's, she's, she's in every show every I really just had a dark realization about Ford's theater so yes yeah. what, wasn't um, who, who was it that killed uh, Lincoln in the 96 Summer Olympics Izzy <laughs> Michael <laughs> Johnson okay. the world's fastest man John Wilkes Booth it was the uh. Terminator <laughs> okay alright let's, let's finish this show up please All right, I refuse Daddy's. let's keep this going yeah, yeah, yeah. let's keep talking about the Olympics so, I want to know more about Genevieve honestly <laughs> yeah. no, are, do you mean Guinevieve it's no. Gwen it's oh. Guinevere. Yeah, I didn't think so. Oh, is it Guinevere? No, it's Genevieve. It's Genevieve? Yeah. Hell yeah, fuck so Guinevere. It's just sound when you say Genevieve. <laughs> Not fair. Mm -mm. <laughs> All right, so without a doubt, the tastiest little nugget of info on the Nightmare Before Christmas IMDb page is the presence of improv OG Greg Proops, who voiced some minor characters in the movie, such as a devil and a sax player. But what's the difference? Am I right? <laughs> it's a little jazz joke for you. I don't get it. That's okay. Believe it or not, in between inspiring all of us to participate in the art form slash Ponzi scheme that is improv, old Greg Proops found time to be a pretty prolific voice actor. 
What beloved children's TV character did Greg Proop's voice from 1999 to 2009? That's the end of the song, so you know we finished our night. Bone Daddies, what do we think? What beloved children's TV character did Greg Proop's voice for 10 years? Between uh, 99 and I, now, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know a different answer that I would like points for instead. Yeah, and then we'll hey, give Spencer? you a real answer. Yes, Jason. I agree with this. Okay. <laughs> Jason allows it, so. Uh, that Greg Proops was the voice of the announcer of the pod race scene in, uh, in Star Wars Episode One, that... uh, And I would like to get as many points for that uh, answer as I would for correctly answering this question. And then we'd like to actually answer the question. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun. I like this. This is fun. <laughs> I'm having a good time. That's good. I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah. I'm that is true, by the way, for, for the audience that's wondering. So the only children's TV oh, show... Wait, sorry. Actually, I'm going to... Just one second. What? Johnny, do you know the name of the announcer? In... I do know the name of the announcer. And the it's name is? Fodzenbead. <laughs> I'm sorry? Fodzenbead. That's not real. It is absolutely real. That's not a real name. Fodes and Bead? Fodes and Bead. That's okay. as real as Glenn two Bead. It's two, it's two of them. and the, yeah. sin, the sin goes between the, each name mm-hmm. of uh, every member of that species. You're James, can you one-up that knowledge in some way? I'm going to uh, give the points uh, to Johnny if you can't. Well, uh, there's uh, Ben Quantaneros is one of the other uh, uh, pilots in the That's pod race. That's name. true. It's Ben Quadraneros. <laughs> Star Wars fight. Star Wars fight. Star Wars fight. Um, If you don't mind, since Johnny got that right and then corrected something (laughs) else, can we give um, uh, our team as many points as James gets for getting that one question right and also this question as well? Absolutely. We call that move the Queen's Gambit. (laughs) (laughs) The name of the discontinued episode one board game. (laughs) Jeez Louise. Good Lord. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, what, what did you even say? What was going on? Oh, we didn't get an answer. <laughs> we didn't get a real answer. <laughs> What's the real answer? What voice? What, what, what children's TV show voice? It was. Uh, it was uh, Blue from Blue's Clues. Mm-hmm. Blue from Blue's Clues. Okay. <laughs> the Steve played Steve in Blue's Clues. <laughs> um, did he record for every episode, or did he just kind of have to go in one day? He recomposed like... every episode. <laughs> okay. Just like Danny Elfman. <laughs> just like Danny Elfman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who voiced Magenta? Magenta was actually also voiced by Greg Proops, just putting on a more effeminate voice. Hmm. That kind of checks out. I like Which this. is weird what, um, because Blue was a female character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, did he do when he found out that they were replacing the... What is it, Steve? Yeah. Steve, yeah, Steve? when they replaced Steve. He just asked, was he still getting paid? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really affect him. He's in a booth. He doesn't actually have to play along. He's actually never met Steve. Yeah. Isn't it funny that Steve just kind of stood alone in an empty room? (laughs) Much like Michael Jordan in Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess you're right. Steve and Michael Jordan really do have a lot in common. (laughs) It's true. Do we think telling the truth is a blue from Blue's Clues? No. <laughs> Very concerned look on your face, Charlie. Because I think I almost had it and then I lost it. No, you got it. She's no, had, I don't. She's had this look since no. the question was posed. It's definitely not SpongeBob. No, I know. I can tell the Shaggy story again if you need more time. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell the Shaggy story one more time? And sure, he sure, did sure. not voice Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. Ooh. No, it's definitely true. not Johnny Bravo. All right, Charlie, I'm going to need an answer. I don't have an answer for who he played. All I right. just know it wasn't blue. All right, Johnny. Oh, magenta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was actually Bob the Builder. Oh, wow. wow. 
Wow. It was Bob the Builder. That's right. We were close. Same yeah, network. We had the bees. Same network. You're right. I will give yeah. you points for no. that. No. Yes. Yeah, we had the network, but I was. Well, I also letter. said a character from Nickelodeon. That's true. I'll give you some points for that. Hey, Spencer. Sebulba uh, is uh, the rival of Anakin in the pod race. Now, Star that's Wars a real fight. Name. Star that's Wars true. fight. Yeah. Um, technically, Johnny wins the exact same amount of points. <laughs> oh, boy. So. Yeah, I guess you're right. And that's the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's an interesting development. Um, well, before we before we get to the end of the show, Genevieve, do you have any more follow-ups on? Um, wow, that was a. Hey. Genevieve, I'm gonna give you one more chance. Genevieve, do you have anything else uh, to tell us about um, James Corden or? <laughs> Are you just saying the name of the show he was in? What, and what was the name of the show? It was. Cut. <laughs> two, two men, two, one... Two and a half governors. Governor? Okay. Do we know the plot of it, or should we all just guess? Mm, we should all guess, but... Did... <laughs> one man, two governors. Uh, so it does seem as though he was in the finale of uh, uh, two one man, two governors, uh, just called Tomorrow Looks Good From Here. Uh, it, he, it was a featuring credit, as it were. So, for whatever that counts for. Also, Wait. Pip could also mean, uh, in the informal U.S. use, an excellent or very attractive person or thing. Oh, so, look uh, at Pip you, Pip. Jason. That's what my grandma called me. Oh. <laughs> Pip an is... excellent or attractive thing. <laughs> now, is that what that was? Is that what DJ thought? Rip? I don't. I don't appreciate you trying to steal Genevieve's thunder. So, I'm gonna <laughs> give her the points that you earned. Uh, just now. So let's go ahead and run down the point totals for the Hey, day. Spencer? Yes, Jason. Before you do that, I just have a quick thing I want to say. Hit me. 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, Bone down, oh, excuse me, the audience itself with 20 oh. points. So oh, congratulations, okay. to the audience. I was like, wait, put it together. There is a lightning round, right? There is not a lightning round unless you count what Jason just did. Okay. Is, it, uh, is it where we just name Star Wars characters back and forth? <laughs> uh, so, uh, DJ Rip, actually, you still have 10 points from earlier. Congratulations. Uh, Bone Daddies, you uh, left the uh, show with respectable 85. Mm-hmm. Genevieve, I was trying to get you to win so, so, so badly. You left with 110, and you would have won if it weren't for uh, Jason's little Queen's Gambit there at the end, uh, <laughs> which means Nightmare After Pissmas is our big winners with 225 points. Oh, what? They so, stole the win. Congratulations to them. I want to thank both teams. I want to thank the audience here and everyone at home. I want to thank DJ Rip in the booth. Thanks, everyone. Happy 2020. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Wednesday at 7.30 right here in Chicago at the world-famous I.O. Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to ioimprov.com and use the code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Natalie Galdi will be in the short film The Pleasure Matrix. Find them on Instagram at The Pleasure Matrix to learn more about helping to fund the project. She can also be seen at The Annoyance from February 13th through March 5th in Improvisexation. They'll be raising money for freedom for immigrants. 
Tickets are $8 or 5 for students. James Dugan can be heard on his podcast, Talking Shop, co-hosted by Let Sleeping Dogs writer Rob Grabowski. Charlie Williams performs with Comedy Sports Chicago as well as Laugh Out Loud Theater. Jason We Met performs at the Crowd Theater with the house team Cozy. You can check out the crowd's house team night every Friday at 10 p.m. Justin Swinson hosts the Not That Late Show, which you can catch on the fourth Thursday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Newport Theater in Lakeview. Their next show is February 27th. And finally, Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found right here on Arcade Audio. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.